This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with two full-blown kids. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, I want it. Plus, Biz has a wish. Teresa is gearing up. And we talk to Kate Schatz about her latest book, Rad Girls Can. Woo! Hello, Teresa. Hi, Biz. Before we get started, Uh I would like to take a moment to remind people. Yeah. We're coming to Portland. Yeah, we are. March 2nd, Polaris Hall. Go to OneBadMotherPodcast.com. Click on live shows. Boom. It'll take you over to the ticket link site to get you your tickets. It's going to be so fun. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait. Our live shows are so fun. They are so much fun. There's little trophies, and there is live genius People and get all crazy. Yeah, people get Because it's drunk. like their one time to <laughs> go out. Ooh, but it's, yeah. You can also not drink and it's yeah. still crazy. In fact, we advise you to not pre party too hard. Yeah. To not fall asleep yeah. in the show or right. become surly uh, people who are like, fuck yeah. We've never had that, that happen. That happened so far. But I'm always like, what's the crowd going to be like? How long have they been drinking? Have they eaten enough? Anyway, <sighs> Teresa, how are you? I'm okay. Um, I'm gearing up for Jesse is about to go on tour. Yeah. He's also going to be in Portland, coincidentally. Yeah. Um, he's going on tour with Judge John Hodgman. They're going to be gone for six days. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, the main thing I'm concerned <laughs> about is the driving. <laughs> like, I, I, so much driving. I'm like so used to like, ha- like having nights at home with yeah. all three kids and like getting three kids ready in the morning. Like, I'm sure it'll be fine. Right. It'll be a little relentless. But, like, the driving, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, it's already so much driving. And then, like, he normally takes Oscar for me every morning. And that's just, like, in a totally different direction. Yeah. I'm going to have to get everyone ready and yeah. be out the door by, like, 7.15 every morning to get everyone where yeah. they need to go. And it's just going to be interesting. I don't know how that's going to go. And then I and then I also I did the thing where I just like read the thing wrong and so I thought <laughs> he was coming home Saturday night. Oh. He's actually coming home Sunday night. Oh. Which is really different. That's very that's different. So different. That is a what I call the full weekend. Yeah, the full weekend. With when Stephen yeah. travels, I'm like I the week yeah, is the as week relentless is, as yeah. it is. I think it's a good yeah. word. Uh, weekends, yeah. whole weekends, because yeah. coming home on Sunday night, right? It, it, you might as well come home Monday morning. Oh no, they'll be in bed by the yeah. time yeah. he's it's brutal. Home. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's not. Yeah. So think That's of me, disappointing. Think of me and think of me often, <laughs> and uh, pity me if you want to. Yeah, I'll accept your pity. I'll pity you. And that's it on that. And before I say how are you, I just want to say <sighs> happy birthday. It was my birthday. It was your birthday yesterday. It ain't no job. I'm 45. Wow. <laughs> That's fun. It, it is fun. I mean, my birthday doesn't rhyme. Yeah, I don't I have any rhyming stuff with my birthday. coming up with some yeah. rhymes. That's Let's great. high five. I'm 45. <laughs> uh, how are you? I'm actually, I'm very good. I have, I've, I'm going to talk about a little something before I get into what I really want to talk about. Okay. And I just wanted to say that for the first time since having children, I really enjoyed my birthday. Oh, my God. God. And I let that sink in. I enjoy Christmas too. Wow. And I really think this is because I have taken care of my mental health this year. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like the therapy. Oh, I thought you were going to say because your kids are older, but this actually makes even more sense. No, it makes because like Ella still like needed me the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Ella still needed me the entire time. I mean, we, like, we went bowling. I mean, there was still, like there was nothing necessarily unique about the day. Yeah. But I just was like not stressed about it. I wasn't angry because I hadn't, it uh-huh. wasn't how I wanted it to be. And oh, now I feel awful because uh-huh. I couldn't figure out what I wanted. You know, I yeah. think like the big frustration over the last few years is just like feeling sort of bitter and resentful about my birthdays. Yeah. And and it sneaks up every year. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. This will be the year. And then 
I give up on that thought. Right. Because, like, so much is going on. And uh, and I just was like, oh, I'm having a good time. That's <laughs> so good. I, I that so is good. so awesome. It really was great. Yay. But this is what I really want to talk okay. about. Okay. I have a wish. Yes. I wish my children <laughs> would take their underpants out of their pants before putting them in the dirty clothes. Sure. That's my wish. Sure. That's my 45th birthday wish. Mm-hmm. As I sit there... Doing laundry. Yeah. I feel like I've come up with a system now that makes it a little more tolerable. And mm-hmm. that is I do like pants and underpants. And that's all that goes in the load. Because when mm-hmm. they come out, I'm only doing one folding oh. action. Just yeah. one folding action oh, the whole yeah. time. I'm not looking for socks. I'm not looking for right. right. And then I do shirts and socks together. Hmm. This has actually. You're sorting at a different time. I'm sorting you just differently. just when you're sorting. Right. Yeah. But I Great. hate reaching in those pants. Yeah. Every pair of pants has a pair of underpants in there. Uh-huh. Both children. They clearly just take them all down at once <laughs> oh, yeah. and jam it in. Oh, I could do the I, same thing. I yeah. just was like, I don't know why this makes me so crazy. Yeah. But it makes me crazy. Sure. I wish that they would stop doing it. Uh-huh. In fact, I want them to stop doing it, which ties in nicely to what we're talking about today. I want it! Please, take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa, wanting things. Mm -hmm. This is normal for children. Yeah. The gimmies. The gimmies. Gimme, gimme. He or she has a case of the gimmies. Oh, the case of the gimmies. That's not what I feel like we have a case of in our house right <laughs> okay. now. We have a case of, I want. Uh-huh. I want this. Yeah. I want that. And I'm not even, I mean, we can go into, this plays out in lots of different ways. Mm-hmm. But for us right now, Ellis, who is five is definitely in the if there is like a catalog laying around or mm-hmm. even in the back of like the lego instructions they'll have other figures oh, yeah. right i want this yeah i want this yeah. i want it right now yeah can we go to the store and get it yeah i want it why not why please, please. yeah i i want it yeah I, I want it right yeah. now does easter have gifts yeah when's does the valentine's next holiday? have gifts yeah I want yeah. it. You uh, you can't have it. Yeah. Right. I, so I want to talk. And then Katie Bell has a totally different approach. She used to be the I want it. Mm-hmm. But now hers is she'll see like she'll be at a friend's house. And she'll come back and say that they had a thing. And she'll say, mm. I wish I had that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like somehow wishing for it openly. Yeah. Like makes it less like yeah. I want it. Yeah. I wish I had that. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, I wish yeah. wishes were horses. It's uh, a, no, that's um that's a that makes sense that she has gotten to the point where it's like she kind of knows she's not, gonna get shot down right. if she just asks for it, but she can she can't not say it yeah. because she needs to say it because this is something <laughs> this is like important to say. Right. So she's found a way <laughs> to do a way it to express it without like putting herself in the position of being rejected. Do you know what express I mean? Like or manipulate. Well, <laughs> LaBeouf. Maybe she's maybe that's a little bit of yeah. like a b- p- possible bonus. Yeah. Both things make yeah. me crazy. Sure. And I will say that they make me particularly crazy after a big gift-giving holiday oh, God. or like yep. or a birthday. Yeah. And I I know we're gonna yeah. wind up in the place of how we are have a role in uh, yes and how why yes. they are asking for yes. things yes. it's obvious right but I don't want to talk about that yet okay I want to talk about <laughs> I want and like yeah. why it's so frustrating yeah I, I I'm gonna start one it's tiring uh-huh. Ellis can say he wants something. Like repeatedly, yeah, all day, yeah. He, like, there's no of the same item. Like, yeah, does he, he I stick want with this. the same item. Or... I want yeah, this okay. right now. Yeah. Currently, yeah. He realized at the end of his lightsaber, you could screw on another lightsaber and have a double-edged oh, lightsaber. God. And 
I need that lightsaber. When yeah. can I have, when you go yeah. on your next trip, can you go on yeah. a trip and bring and me bring back? Me I'm back, like, that's yeah. not a souvenir. Yeah. And like, yeah. I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want yep. a lightsaber, double lightsaber. Yep. Double. That's tiring. I never know exactly how to respond. Mm-hmm. I have like the standard, that is nice. Yeah. It's nice to want things, Yeah. right? Yeah. That's, that's okay. Yeah. We can't sure. have it right now. Yeah. But then I that, hear you. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. Yeah. That does look nice. Mm. <laughs> right? And then there's the old, like, well, you got money. Pay for it. Mm-hmm. Right? But I'm not sure that's working out to our advantage. And then I feel bad if it's, like, really expensive. Right. Uh, and then the last is sometimes I just don't say anything at all. Right. Mm. I, I go back to that Teresa in the car uh-huh. response. The bottom line is it's fucking super tiring. Yeah. And I want it to stop. So, Teresa. Yeah. I look, I know your children. You don't have this problem. <laughs> of all the things you're probably oh juggling in your house of yeah. three. Yeah. There's no way this is one of them. Oh my God. Things. It is really, really hard. Yeah. They they've been sort of taking turns. For a while it was <sighs> more Oscar. And right now it's Grace is big into it. And I think part of it is at school, they do a lot of incentives. Like mm. for us, it really helped getting rid of the achievement charts yeah. because there, we weren't doing that constant reward. What's going to be the next yeah, reward what do I get? Yeah. So like getting rid of, rid of those sticker charts really made an improvement in our house for that. But at school, they do this whole like point system yeah. for her and it, it works for them at school. And I'm not, no, not passing judgment on that. But it has trained her brain yeah. real quick that she should always be looking for the next reward. What am I going to get for doing this? Right. What am I going to get for doing that? And she's finding that that continues to not necessarily always be the case at home. But she's just still looking for it. So yeah. she's still asking for it. And then she's also like, <laughs> she's fascinated with money right now. So yeah. she's constantly just like, cause she's realized that money can buy you stuff. She is constantly just asking for cash. Like, and we've never once given her cash. been like, sure, here's $10. Like that just isn't, but she's constantly at mommy. Can I have $500? And she says it with a, with yeah. a smirk on her face. But it's constant. Yeah. It's constant. And and a lot of times she's asking for things that she kind of knows are unrealistic, but you're not exactly sure how well she yeah. understands that it's unrealistic. Or like, you know, I will have she's not understanding like like, I, you know, I think I figured out recently that ex, like explaining talking about talking about whether we would whether or not we would buy something based on how much it costs yeah. is a real mistake right now in our house just because what I realize is I understand the relative worth of things yeah. and relative cost of things, and she doesn't yet. So it's like at one point in time, there was something you know amazing that only cost $40 and to me it only cost $40 and that was amazing and at some point I said oh it's only $40 yeah. we could actually do this but then for so many things $40 is a crazy amount yeah. like especially for kids stuff right there's no way we're getting something if it's yeah, $40. $40 right and sh- but somehow she remembers me saying that a certain amount of money was only this deal. amount and now I'm finding her saying like mommy this projector is only a hundred dollars <laughs> like, and she'll say, or only this or that. And it's, yeah. and the number, the amounts of money that she will place the word only in yeah. front of are horrifying to me oh, yeah. and never ending. Like, yeah. and I'm constantly like, well, that's not. And she says, well, but before you said this was only that amount and that wasn't a big I amount know. of money. I'm like, but for that thing. And, and then I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now I've I've gotten sucked into this yes. argument about cost when what I should have said before was just there's no way we're buying this. Yeah. We're just not buying that. Yes. We're just not going to do that. Can I just say yes? This is the because I think this is the the root of it is 
what am I supposed to do besides say no? Because like we <laughs> right. and maybe it's just ex- say fucking no, but yeah. like I've tried to explain the money thing like with to like walk Katie Bell and goes yeah. walk through and sometimes yeah. like if she's gonna use her own money, she really gets a sense of nah it's forty bucks and yeah. you've got ten. You know, and yeah. don't forget tax. And right. like, you know, I'm trying to take her through all that without being a jerk about it. Yeah. But there's also stuff where like she'll be like, Do you have you know, five hundred dollars, right? Yeah. And I'm like, and she's asking not to give her, yeah. Just like she's, she's trying to get wondering a sense of what, what and money. I'm like, yeah. I'm yeah. like, well, I do, yeah. you know. And she's like, so we've got a lot of money, and I'm like, absolutely not. That, <laughs> how do you think five hundred dollars works? There's, yeah. you know, and I go through the whole like, there's food. This is yeah. how much food costs each month. I mean, week, and this is yeah. how much, you know, clothes. If you grow out of something, and like, yeah. oh, do you like those Girl Scouts? That shit costs some money. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like, we, I try and take yeah. her through it. But there is this weird window where it's just kind of exhausting and she still doesn't get, I mean, yeah. she gets it now. I mean, she's yeah. like nine, so she gets it a lot more now. Yeah. Uh, hence why I think we're into the, I wish I had that. Right. Which for me is annoying because I'm like, do I have a kid walking around somebody's house, like in front of people being like, I wish I had, like to me that sounds like, uh-huh. I don't know, it's just as annoying to me. Yeah. It, it's definitely one of those. No one probably gives a shit. Yeah. But like some old thing in yeah. my past is like, that's rude. That looks bad on me. Yeah. Somehow I'm a horrible parent because my kid walks around being so rude saying, I wish I like, you know, how yeah. fun is it to play with a kid who constantly sitting around looking at your stuff saying, well, I wish I had that. But I also know that's what kids do and no one cares. It's what kids do and no one cares. And I, also I she it. probably isn't even do- like, she's probably doing that to you. She's probably not doing that there. Yeah, I know. But I want to be like, are you saying that? See, again, <laughs> complicated. So... But like with Ellis, yeah. I feel like I'm like yeah. I don't want to even go there. No, I yeah, don't want to. I don't even want. To, right, because not, I'm like. But I almost feel like that's better. Like I'm I, as we're talking about this, I'm realizing more and more the money conversation yeah. is actually really a separate set of conversations. And like I feel mm. like we're falling into the trap of trying to explain our answer and help right. them understand when really that's not really what they want to know. They just want to right. know, can I get it or not? And like, by, by like kind of talking yeah. them through our process on it, it's almost like inviting them to argue and like, yeah. and like try to find ways to like get around, get it. around it or like to prove that they should have the thing, this thing when like, I'm really just like, no, I'm so, like, we're they, not just, we don't just buy. Right. They don't understand money and where it comes from fully in yeah. its grand scheme, but they do understand the word no. Or yes. Exactly. Right? And yes. so, yeah, it should just be like, yeah. no. Yeah. They don't even ask why. They just repeat, I want it. Ellis, yeah. because it's Ellis yeah. and he feels a lot. He's like, it goes from like, I want it, I want it, to like an immediate, oh, oh, yeah. oh. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. I wish I was willing to just put it in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I, I was know. able just buy it all and turn you into a horrible human being. Because I know, because <laughs> that's why it bothers us, is we know right. that, I mean, obviously the money talk comes from we want our kids to understand value yeah. and hard work and, like, where things come from, right? Yeah. And also, they need to understand when it comes to I want, that it's you, you can't get everything you want. Right. Some things you wait for, some things you just don't need. Yeah. Something, you know, like, it, there is a flash forward to the future when they're saying it yeah. where you're like I that yes. urgency of explaining it but I think you're right I think all they care about is yes or no yeah. and that's really hard to separate myself from yeah yeah but, yeah but I think I have to the way I get myself through this is <laughs> I I believe that by saying no yeah that is good for them like yeah. I believe that I mean I know that my yes. kids have enough stuff yeah and they will be okay so right. as much as I understand that want, I just think to b- back to when I was a kid and there were certain things that I wanted and wanted, yeah. and wanted and wanted and wanted and wanted and wanted and wanted and years went by and I still wanted them and I yeah. never got them. And that was probably good for me. Yeah. No, that I, was that's what I mean. probably yeah. really, really good. So like, I, re- uh, yeah. I know it's like it's- so unpleasant. But like, I just, I believe, I really believe, even though I have this desire to like, explain and teach them a lesson I think that just by saying no we may actually be achieving some part of what we're hoping them to 
get out right. of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no. Just simply by not giving it to them. Yeah. That's and, uh, something. There, there's sometimes where, like, Katie Bell will come home and she'll have seen some sort of action or behavior or something that's okay at somebody else's house. Yeah. And I... I wish I could do X, Y, or Z yeah. at X, Y, or Z. Uh-huh. And I would be like, well, that's not what we do. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that is fine at their house. Yeah. You know, that's how they're doing things. And yeah. that's okay. We're not doing that. Yeah. They don't have a, you know, pinball machine. They don't understand the joys of <laughs> pinball. Right? <laughs> and she goes, wow, Mama, I never thought never about it thought like that. About... Thank you for explaining Thanks that for to me. Thanks for making me play the original Kirby on, like, the original Nintendo system and saying that that counts as playing video games. Thank you for doing this to me. Uh, we're a little fucked up. Anyway, but, like, you know, if you want to do something, you can play this. <laughs> I Okay. I want to take a little responsibility, uh-huh. just a little, uh-huh. for, for this. Because yeah. I, I think, and I hate it, because as soon as, again, like I said at the beginning, what bothers me, especially, and especially like, like makes me nuts right after the holidays. Yeah. Because they've gotten a lot they of stuff. They've a bunch of stuff. And yeah. I'm, everything that we get the kids are usually stuff that they really want, that we yeah. know, well, we, we're way past the phase of, oh, I shouldn't have gotten that piece of garbage, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, these are thoughtful, good, it's what they want. Yeah. Go team. Yeah. So there is, a, how do you come off? Yeah. A holiday yeah. or a birthday, and yeah. not be like people go keep bringing me stuff. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, we I, yeah we should be yeah. more understanding of that. Like if it does feel worse when it happens at this time. Yeah, but it also makes sense that there's an increase of it at this time. Yeah, like they're just yeah. wanting more of that really fun thing that just happened. That's yeah. really fresh in their mind. That feeling of getting something new. Well, yeah. I could also not ever give them a catalog again because you know I, know I like to play with I like to play catalog. It's a game I used to play I when I was at my mother's law office for yes. a million hours a day. Yes. Oh, if I had a million dollars, I could get anything out of this catalog, right? And so I they just I know. I've I, done that to keep them busy sometimes yeah. before too. Like the Lakeshore catalog will yeah. come or like yeah. something and Ugh. I'll be like, here, look through this and it, it yeah, it, that's it amps not, it up. Yeah. That amps it up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think there is. And then, like, the reward charts. It's, like, stuff yeah. that we use yeah. to our benefit. It does kind of, like, trigger this, well, if yeah. I'm, yeah. you know, doing this. Like, if I pay yeah. the kids for one chore, yeah. that becomes, like, well, now I, I want to do this chore right. for more money. And I right. it's, I was like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Now I'm in a position where I have to either pay them right. or I need to say, no, this one you don't get paid for. <laughs> yeah. That's complicated. Yeah. I've done that. I do it's, it too. It's I a do it very too. weird position yeah. to be in. I just get stared at. Yeah, like, like what? Okay. If yeah, if I earned X last time <laughs> yeah. doing this horrible thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, a lot of it's just like, oh, uh, that was a bad choice. Yeah, on my part. So yeah, yeah I, I know it's normal. Yeah, but it is frustrating. Yeah, that's my takeaway. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Well, maybe I should just get a shirts made that say, "You can't." Have it. <laughs> hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week as well as our failures and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Well, it's a rainy day in Southern California today, and people do panic. Yeah. They don't know what to do. I went on a long tirade this morning when Gracie was like, Mommy, why is there more traffic on rainy days? And I was like, well, let me tell you. (laughs) Um, No, I was very respectful. But 
I, I just have to give myself the smallest but most important pat on the back for actually getting her to school on time wow. for the first time on a rainy day on our really long commute yeah. where things are crazy. I actually did that by leaving early. I Ooh. saw that it was going to be rainy and I thought to myself, we're going to be late again, like for the <laughs> quadrillionth time on a rainy day, yeah. unless we leave early. We're just going to leave a little early today. And we got her there on time. And that was an amazing feeling. Wow. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, thank oh, you. That shows veteran experience. Thank you. <laughs> Ellis, you know, it's kind of had that like annoying cough that kids get after a cold and it's it's kind of dry but it hasn't been a problem and then last night it it was a problem like he had a really hard time going to sleep the cough was bothering him usually he just sleeps through a cough you know like yeah. even in his sleep he coughs and it's not a big deal but it by like 10 o'clock he had I'd already been in there like four times you know, he's crying. I can't go to sleep. There's like a, like a lot of like just sadness and Aww. like, and then the cough would come up. So by 10, I just called it and I got the, my blanket mm-hmm. and some earplugs and I went in and crammed myself in his tiny toddler bed Aww. and and he was up like all night. Like he, he just Aww, was like, I'm so sorry. it was just over. I mean, there was no, I think like maybe there was like a three hour Closer to the morning, uh-huh. like window where I feel like I think we were asleep for a while, Aww. but otherwise, you know, it would just be like him going to sleep and me being like, "Don't cough, don't cough, yeah. don't cough, don't cough." I'm going to get the humidifier, a new humidifier today yeah. to help. But yeah, I just was like, you know what? I recognize this was something that n- he needed. Yeah, and I'm going to do it. Good job. Thanks. That is so good. Thank you. This is a genius. So, I never, ever in a million years thought I would have a genius because I have lots of rants and millions of fails, but I came up with a brilliant idea to, I guess you could say, bribe my daughter to get ready for school every morning. You know, Advent calendars, they're just like any other calendar. They have numbers on them and chocolate, well, at least the chocolate ones do. And so... I am using the advent calendar this month to persuade my daughter to get shoes, hair, toothbrush, breakfast, clothes, everything ready to go, almost out the door, and then she gets to pick her chocolate. And it works most of the time, and since there's only 25 days on there, you know, for those days it doesn't work, it will be okay. And I've decided to use the advent calendar for the rest of the year and go buy all the advent calendars that I can and freeze them to use all year long. I think that is fucking brilliant because my daughter has a meltdown at least two times a week and I'm late for work. You're doing an awesome job. Sometimes I am too. Have a great day. Despite everything we just said. I know. This is so Nailed it. genius. Yeah. You're a genius. So good. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay, so I recently talked about having crashed my car and having to put it in the shop, and it took 18 days for it to be fixed. Then when I picked it up, the window was still whistling, like yeah. like as though nobody had even done anything to yeah. the window. Like the the body of the car looks nice. It has like no <laughs> dents in it and like a fresh coat of paint. Yeah. But yeah, nobody did anything to the whistling window. And that was like the whole point yeah. to me. So I immediately went back and I was really upset yeah. and they kind of scrambled and felt really bad. And then they took it out for a drive and they said, well, the good news is we can hear it, too, because sometimes people come in and, you know, we don't know what they're talking about, but we can definitely hear it. It's very loud. So that's good. I said, "Hmm." well, in my own mind, I said, of course, it's not good for me. Yeah. But so anyways, they're (laughs) still trying to solve that problem. I spent three hours there with my toddler um, on Thursday and it's still not fixed. They tried multiple things and didn't work. So now they're ordering a part and I'm going to go back. Meanwhile, I received a recall notice (laughs) 
not for my whole car, okay. but for a problem, a safety issue with the doors. So I have to schedule a time to take my car to the uh. dealer <laughs> to get <laughs> this door, like special new door latch system installed. And my maintenance light just went on because <laughs> I need an oil change, whatever. And I'm just I, like, I keep trying to tell myself, well, I drive a lot. Yeah. This is just part of yeah. taking care of a car when you drive a lot. Like yeah. the more you drive your car, the more your car is going to need. But it's like, it's crazy how much more I need yeah. my car than ever before. Oh, And yeah. how much more time consuming and Ugh. exhausting all of this work is yeah. keeping my car functional. But the good news is they hear that whistle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Such good news. You're not crazy. I'm, I'm so happy <laughs> I, that they I can come hear in. it. I'm not here to find out if I'm crazy or not. Yeah. I, I, Some yeah. stupid woman with a complaint. Uh, well, huh. Yeah. Mm. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I slept with Ellis last night. Uh-huh. I'm sure this is not a good thing. I wondered if that he was going to come up. back around and be a Some fail. of the times when he would wake up crying, he uh-huh. would say, I'd be like, you're okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, you okay. I'm just so glad you're here. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. I need you oh. all the time. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. I was like... <laughs> I was like, all right. You know, so I started trying to prep this morning with, we're yeah. humidifier. That's yeah. going to help you get yeah. a good night's sleep. Guys, okay. yeah. I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah. Yeah. It might so, be a few nights. It's not going to be good. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm, trying to stay alive at 45. <laughs> Hi, One Bad Mother. I'm calling with what I'm pretty sure is a fail. Um, so when I go and I pick up my 18-month-old from daycare, we always get, like, the daily slips with reminders about more diapers or, you know, whatever's coming up soon. And, uh, stapled to yesterday's daily reminder was a note saying, make sure you don't send your kid with medicine because it's, I don't know, against the rules or something or they need a doctor's note, whatever. And so, since it was stapled to the note, I figured that was, like, for everybody. Um, so, I kind of asked the teacher about it, and she's like, yeah, just, like, make sure you don't bring Tylenol. I'm like, huh? <laughs> so, then I go for my daughter's bag, and I see a month old child had snuck a bottle of infant Tylenol and a syringe into her bag because she had been sick lately and she knows Tylenol makes her feel better. So I have the 18-month-old druggie in school, apparently, um, and I just apologized profusely to the teacher because it wasn't me and I let my child play with Tylenol, apparently. Uh, thanks for listening. You guys are doing a great job. Bye. It wasn't me. The 18 year old, 18 month old. I fucking oh love God. this call. Amazing. This is amazing because yeah. this is, it's like the woman who, like, the thong came out of the yeah. kid's, like, bed sheet, like, that time, right? Yeah. Where you're like, what? This is so, like, it's yeah. returned, yeah. like, in a Ziploc bag. Yeah. <laughs> this is so. I like it's I I can totally see how this happens. Yes. Right? Like I totally get this. But the like self-induced anxiety of like how crazy everybody thinks you are yeah, like, when you're not. Yeah, like the feeling <laughs> that like your teachers think that you might think it's okay to just throw some medicine yeah. in the backpack and not mention right. it and yeah. just send or it along in case, this, like, in case your kid yeah. might want to give themselves yeah. some Tylenol some at Tylenol. some point. I let my kid give themselves. In fact, I keep it down on the bottom shelf so it's so easily yeah, so accessible. so they can take it if they yeah, need If some. they need it, duh. I'm a... Busy person. Yeah. I need my children she to be also, self-sufficient. She also wears a watch so yeah. she can see if it's yeah. been four to six hours. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Time to self-syringe some Tylenol. I'll just unscrew this child safety lid. Wow. Yeah. Well, you are doing a horrible job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least according to your teachers. Yeah. <laughs> you are the greatest mama.
Hey, Teresa, let's call someone today. This week, we are calling Kate Schatz, who's a writer, organizer, public speaker, and educator. She's the New York Times bestselling author of the Rad Women book series, Rad American Women A to Z, Rad Women Worldwide, Rad Girls Can, and the forthcoming Radical America A to Z. Her stories and essays have been published in places like Joyland, Lenny, BuzzFeed, Quartz, Oxford American, and her book of fiction, Rid of Me, A Story, was published as part of the 33 and a Third series in 2007. She's also the co-founder of Solidarity Sundays, a nationwide network of feminist activist groups. Fuck yeah. Welcome, Kate. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Before we get into specifically Rad Girls Can, because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, sort of geared towards younger people, and uh, we're always looking for new things to gear towards younger people around here. I want to ask what we ask all our guests, which is, who lives in your house? Who lives in my house is a lovely question that I've never been asked. So thank you for asking. You're welcome. Thanks for asking a new question. I mean, I guess not on like forms that I fill out that gets asked. Yeah, but, um, on the not census. In fun way. Yeah, on the census. Right. <laughs> Who lives in your house? <laughs> yeah. So for my census, the answer to the census question, yes. which um, is uh, I live with my husband. His name is Jason. And I have two children. I have a five and a half year old and a nine and a half year old. I then we have uh, two cats. And as of as of Christmas Day, we also have a small spiny tailed lizard in our house. <laughs> Merry um, Christmas! <laughs> yes. Um, actually, over yeah, this weekend we also had my parents' three legged dog staying with us and. We yes. have some some wannabe residents um, who are keep trying to break into the house in the form of a family of raccoons. Oh, who, yeah. I know. They they just figured out. I don't know if they, like, hired a really smart raccoon, um, <laughs> but, like, they, they just figured out that we have a pet door that they can uh, come in through, uh, which is horrifying. Yeah. So, um, ideally, we do not have, and they live under our deck, and but they keep trying to come in. Yeah, that's like a good morning. And, like, yeah. and there's like a raccoon picture it. smoking cigarettes on the end of your bed. Hey! <laughs> it's awful. Wake they up. Make direct, they make direct eye contact. Yeah. They're fearless. Also, we're living parallel lives. I have a five-year-old and a nine-year-old. Oh, And I, I want to start off with tying it into Rad Girls Can. Katie Bell, my nine-year-old, I got a copy of the book. I went home and I just plopped it on her bed and I said, here you go. Here's something new for you to read. She is, she's a reader. And she picked it up, and I was uh, wanting to share the story that a couple of weeks later, after perusing it, I was coming out of the shower, and my husband says, Katie Bell just wrote a letter to Trump. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I said, yeah, what'd you write? And so she like tells me that she's like written him this letter about, you know, how she doesn't think immigration and uh, the immigration policies he set forward is fair. And I was like, that's a that's a good letter. And I'm thinking, where did this where are we? How is this? We weren't talking about immigration last night or something, you know. And then I was like, and then I go through her room. Like I was walking through her room and I saw the book sitting on her bed. And I said, oh, someone was doing some reading this morning and getting inspired <laughs> by others writing it letters. It worked. I'm rubbing my palms together like a crafty I know. It's so good. <laughs> yes. It was so much better than my, what I call the car lectures. Right. <laughs> where she asks one question and we go off on like a huge feminist like, you know, okay, Katie yeah. Bell, let me just explain why. Why is it? That men can go jogging yeah. without shirts and women can't. Well, this is complicated, seven-year-old. Sit back. Yeah. It's smart of you to do that in the car. I, I always <laughs> just do that in the house, and my daughter just wanders away. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. She's trapped in the car. It's like, you know, yeah, the, the most innocuous question. And I'm like, funny you should ask that. Yeah. I'm tell you the history. Yeah. It's like, bye. I've been waiting for you to ask this question. Yeah, exactly. So... Rad Girls Can. It's a collection of stories, obviously, featuring amazing young women who've made positive impacts on the world before the age of 20. And I was wondering why you chose to focus on women who did notable things when they were very young. I mean, I I guess it makes some sense, but, you know, we 
do tend to, as a society, ignore young people. <laughs> yeah, well, that's pretty much why. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad to hear that your daughter is writing a letter. I, I'm wondering if it was the story of Sophie Cruz um, yeah. that inspired that the young yeah. immigration activist. So Rad Girls Can, and the idea for that actually came from young people. Uh, so the first two books that I did in this series, Rad American Women A to Z and Rad Women Worldwide, um, they're also aimed at young readers, yeah. but the stories are about grown women who've done amazing, inspiring things. And I, I found, and I, I do a lot of you know school visits and library visits and talks in bookstores, and often there's young people in the audience. Um, I mean, obviously there are at school. So uh, uh, young people love to tell me their ideas for like the next book I should write, which is ador- adorable. They have great ideas. They'll be like, you should write one about rad soccer players. Uh, rad, and, rad dogs. Yeah, rad dogs. <laughs> great. I love it. Um, so, but, uh, the, you know, I did hear over and over from them um, that we should write a book about um, kids or about girls. And I would really like, I had a lot of young girls that would come up to me after my talks and say, you know, do you think you could write one about people my age? And um, to be very honest, like, I kind of resisted that idea initially. It seemed it seems really challenging. It's different than writing um, profiles about people who've lived a long life that's well documented and yeah. you know that has a kind of has a full circle and narrative to it. It's very different to write about like an eleven-year-old who's <laughs> just starting out. Yeah. Um, so I, I I didn't totally glom onto it right away, but I over time I really just stuck with me, and I I really wanted to honor the fact that this is something that these kids were were seeking. Um, But then also, like, as the world turned, I just started to feel more and more like it was the voices of young people and their leadership and inspiration that um, this young generation that's coming up under Trump and under this um, this hellaciousness really needs to see. And I wanted to um, really focus on that and, and shine that light on um, on what young people are capable of. Yeah. How did you wind up picking who made it into the book? Mm, a secret, top secret <gasps> process. Secret! These are my favorites. Yes. I'm going to throw a dart at the library wall. Right. Yeah, but... <laughs> uh, it's, it's super hard. I mean, I, just, I, I usually start with a huge list. Um, I do a lot of like crowdsourcing. I ask people, you know, on social media, like, who would you want to see in a book like this? Who are some of the most inspiring young people? And then I go through this like long, crazy research process yeah. where I'm reading about people. I'm always trying to keep it. I mean, I, I prioritize the story of women and girls of color and uh, people from marginalized communities. I try to find a balance between girls and women who are going to be familiar to readers um, and then those who are going to be a lot more obscure. Um, I'm trying to cover different time periods and then also show a wide range of what they did. So there's athletes and there's scientists and there's activists. So there's this kind of tricky, like, Sudoku Jenga balance that I'm trying to achieve. Um, that's a super mixed gaming metaphor, but it, they, both of them kind of work. Um, and then, and then ultimately though, I'm really just trying to find really good stories. Like people, you know, yeah. like people just who have a really compelling story that I think would be relatable um, to any reader, whatever your gender or your age, like these are just really interesting stories um, of girls who did awesome things. What well, was there anybody that, you know, you came upon that you were like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. And this is my new favorite person in the world. Like, was there, was there anybody yes. that really? Yeah. Tell me. Tell me Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, well, kind of everybody. Is yeah. The um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I think there's a few. I think one of the ones that I go to that's like one of the most, I think, intense stories in the book that really resonated with me is the story of Yusura Mardini, who's a Syrian refugee um, who swam a boat of refugees to safety across the Mediterranean Sea when she was 17 and then went on to make it to a refugee camp in Germany and ended up swimming in the Olympics as part of the first refugee Olympic team. Um, And like that story is just so powerful and intense. And I learned about it right after Trump's Muslim ban came down Mm -hmm. when, and also when like the kind of European migrant crisis was really peaking. So it felt so powerful and like resonant to this exact moment. Um, and so that, that story was really intense to write. I was like crying as I wrote it and researched it. Yeah. Um, and it, it remains a favorite of mine. Yeah, no, that's, it's, that's what's really nice about the choices you've made and the book itself is that there are, there's such a variety of stories and given sort of where we are right now in our 
you know, sort of society and how we're handling things and, and the misinformation that's out there, being able to give young people as well as adults who are reading the book mm-hmm. a chance to humanize people that yeah. when we're really big into dehumanizing people right now. Yeah. And yes, that, that, that is popular right now. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a big popular. <laughs> stripping people of their basic human rights and dignity yeah, um, is is trending. Yes. So I wanted to kind of work against that. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag something horrible. What's also really nice about the book, as well as all your books, is as a person who wants to talk to my daughter and son about important figures, people who had an impact uh, on the world outside of just the list that I learned in school growing up, this is like a really great resource. And it's really fun to be like, oh, I had no idea who that person was. Now I do. You know, and we can kind of like quiz each other and just talk about it. It's just nice to have a larger list of people to pull from as a as a parent talking to people yeah. about things. I also want to add yeah. that as the parent of a transgender child, I really appreciate that you always include trans girls and trans women in your work, which is I'm yeah. appallingly not something that we always see when we see books about successful, amazing, brave women in history. So thank you for that. Absolutely. And that has been, um, you know, it's interesting if you look at like our like our Amazon reviews, like we have some really angry um, one-star Amazon reviews, um, especially for the first book where um, in Rad American Women A to Z, K, so each letter in that book tells the story of a different woman from American history. And so K is for Kate Bornstein, the wonderful trans activist and playwright and author and just all around incredible human. Um, so we have some like really angry reviews and we've gotten some, some you know, angry emails, um, most, you know, from parents who were horrified that they turned to this page and had to, you know, basically read a story to their child about someone who actually exists in the world, (laughs) you know, um, and, but at the same time, we've also, that's also what we've received, like, the most positive feedback about and, like, emotional letters and emails from parents of trans children who have been so moved to find that in 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 a book um and so yeah that is really um really important for us and continues to be in in the books we do well again it's offering people who aren't exposed to other types of people other existences other ways Mm -hmm. people are living and look i mean that is how lots of people in the world live very isolated very community oriented Mm -hmm. and they just aren't exposed to that much and to be able to have a collection like this to learn about people to you know like you say humanize people who are having these different experiences and be able to share that i think that's like such a, a gift and i just hate that people find the time to write ugly things on the internet yeah well, and I, I think I, I try to kind of, in those moments, you know, I try to think, you know what, like that, that adult may have their concrete fixed, like, you know, transphobic, racist, yeah. crappy mind. But like, I know that, that you know, who knows how that kid is going to respond. And my hope right. is that like, even if that racist, homophobic grandma can't handle it, like maybe that kid now knows that these people exist and that kid can read the story. Um, and that kid, there's a likely chance that that kid could process it in a way that's really different from their parent. Um, so that's how I try to kind of counter those, those angry, uh, that angry feedback. You know, I do get feedback. Um, you know, sometimes I get feedback from parents, especially white parents who will kind of say, you know, wow, this, this book really brought up some st- conversations with my kid that I wasn't totally ready to have, you know, about race and about, um, about, about the KKK or about what, you know, whatever, about Angela Davis and these stories yeah. that they're reading. And, um, you know, one of the things I always say to parents is that, I think it's such a great opportunity to to recognize um, the privilege um, in parenting that, you know, it's a privilege to decide when you tell your child about (laughs) it's a a privilege to explain homelessness to your child because children of color usually learn about racism as because they are the direct as from a direct experience, you know, children learn in poverty, learn about poverty because that's their lived experience. And so that perspective of like, yeah, it's hard to decide how and when to tell your kid about these things, but at that, that in itself is an enormous privilege um, that you have. And it doesn't always happen at the exact moment where you feel comfortable. um, And that's just, that's just okay. (laughs) All right. I would like to wrap up on this question, which is, 
when I get to give this book to Katie Bell and say, here, read this. I think back, you know, outside of Free to Be You and Me and Miss Piggy, <laughs> who is my ultimate first feminist role model. <laughs> I hate how they've turned her into something else now. Anyway, I think about like, I didn't have a lot of this. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I had parents who raised wild haired feminists, but like at the same time, I didn't have a book like this. And so right. I, I was wondering, I found my inspiration from lots of different places. I, I'm wondering if you had something, you know, from your childhood or your young adulthood that inspired you when you were younger. Sure. No, and, and you know, one of the reasons that I started writing these books is because I didn't have, I would have loved them when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, I, I really got the idea. I wanted to initially write them for my daughter, who was two, when I got the idea for the first book, you know, and then after I had my son, I wanted to do them even yeah. more. But I was really thinking, like, what would I have loved as a kid? And I would have really loved these. Um, so, you know, the, the, there were definitely like some pop cultural people that stood out to me as a kid. I was really, I mean, I was a huge Beverly Cleary and Judy Bloom oh, reader and Nancy yes. Drew, like those, I loved a plucky heroine. Yep. Um, I, I was obsessed with the journey of Natty Gann. Like I wanted to be like, and also Annie, I had like a fetish for like great depression era orphans who were tough. That was kind of my thing. Like I wanted I wanted to be yeah. parentless, like, in 1933, like, scrounging for food on a railroad. <laughs> it actually would have sucked, but yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, this is Katie Bell's obsession. I'm like, oh, is there a, a horrible orphanage you can live in in a uniform uh, and talk to a ghost? We found your sweet dream. Spot. Yeah, dream. Um, but you know who, like, you know what's funny is um, I really think one of my, like, biggest, like, feminine influences when I was a kid, when I was actually really more in middle school, when I was like 11 and 12, I was really obsessed with Murphy Brown, the <gasps> yes! television show. Oh, and Designing Women. <laughs> and I, I liked that too. I watched yeah. it with my grandma, but I actually like, Murphy, like Brown. Murphy Brown clicked with me on a professional level when yeah. I was a kid. Like, <laughs> I remember thinking like, I love writing. I want to be a journalist. I yeah. want to be like, I want to be like sarcastic and cool and independent, like the actual character. But also like, it made me want to be some kind of a writer or journalist. Um, and it really like, it impacted me beyond just thinking she was, it was like a funny show. Yeah. Um, like I wanted to be a writer, you know, some kind of journalist like, like Murphy Brown. Um, and so it makes me really happy that that shows back that Candace, I saw Candace Bergen on the Golden Globes and she just looks so good. Oh, um, no. so those are, you know, and then it gets more true, you know, then I was like super into Riot Girl and I was like into punk and I, and, and, you know, that stuff influenced me. But as a, as a young person, I think those, those kind of scrappy, those scrappy heroes were my thing. Awesome. That's so great. I mean, that's, that's what we want all of our kids to be, you know, like scrappy, resilient, ready to solve a mystery at the drop of a hat. Okay. Maybe exactly. that's just me uh, and you. Well, Kate, thank you. First of all, thank you so much for writing these collections there. They are so good. They are they're a gift. They're they're great uh, and a really wonderful resource for you know our kids as well as us to know who the hell Yay. we're talking about. <laughs> and also thank you for joining us today. The, this was oh, a really fun thank talk. You. Excellent. Thank you for having me and thank you for having a, a great show. Uh, and um, yeah, thanks for sharing the book. Tell tell Katie Bell to you know put a stamp on that letter and oh it's out. Send it over to uh, yeah, it went it went great. out that morning. Stamped, sealed, ready to go. Uh, she was like I'm. I'm, I'm I'm just really waiting for the day when he, like, does an angry tweet at 3 a.m. because of a letter from a child. Yeah, like, I have to know, like sure. Gonna happen. Please Anytime. be Katie Bell. Please be yeah. Katie Bell. <laughs> like, like so-called seven-year-old, quote, Katie. Yeah. Right? <laughs> She's a failed second grader. She right. knows nothing about immigration. <laughs> Can't even spell immigration. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. 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 Dead Pilot Society brings you exclusive readings of comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Patton Oswalt. So the vampire from the future sleeps in the dude's studio during the day, and they hunt monsters at night. It's Blade meets the Odd Couple. 
Adam Scott and Jane Levy. Come on, Corey. She's too serious, too businessy. She doesn't know the hokey pokey. Well, she'll learn what it's all about. <laughs> Busy Phillips and Dave Keckner. Baby, this is family. My uncle Tell, who showed his wiener to Cinderella at Disneyland, is family. Do you want him staying with us? He did stay with us for three months. And he was a delight. <laughs> a new pilot every month, only on Dead Pilot Society for maximum fun. Hey, it's Jesse, the host of Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. I'm coming to Portland, Oregon. We're going to be doing a very special live episode of Bullseye, my NPR interview show. It's taking place Friday, February 15th at Revolution Hall. What are you going to see if you go to Portland, Oregon to see this show? You will see me live on stage talking with folks like Corin Tucker from Slater Kinney, director Lance Bangs, writer Bill Oakley, Simpsons legend. Uh, we will also have live music from Roseblood and live comedy from Katie Wen. It's going to be a blast and a half. It's also part of a big podcast festival called Listen Up Portland. Tons of other great podcasts are playing at it, too. Our pals, the Doughboys, among others. So, again, that's Friday, February 15th at Revolution Hall in Portland, Oregon, 7 p.m. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at listenupportland.com. And thanks. That was great. Yep. I love getting riled up. Me too. At the start of the week. Let's do it. Talking feminism. Let's do it. Love it. You guys don't get to get riled up until Thursday. Yeah. But it's, ah! I love it. Mm-hmm. It is a delight. We need to get together and shower her with some five-star Amazon reviews. Uh, yes, we actually. Can we all, that's an easy thing. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, you're welcome to go review our book. But yeah. we should actually While go. you're there. Review her book yeah. and give it some five stars. Yeah, give it right? some love. Yeah. It's such yeah. an easy thing we can do, guys. Yeah. When you hear that people are getting, you know, yeah. the nasty is coming after people, go do the opposite. Push it the other way. Push it the other way. Speaking of pushing things the other way, let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. <laughs> Hi, One Bad Mother. I'm, I, just, I love your show. Um, I um, I'm calling with a rant. I am um I am so angry right now and it's like disproportionately angry to what I should be. But I have a three year old and a newborn. Um and my newborn's almost two months old. And my husband was going to take the three year old on a walk during my two month old's nap. And give me some time to have just like some quiet in the house and like me take a shower and like do something while he was napping. He usually naps for 90 minutes to two hours in the morning. And my husband took so long to get the three year old ready and to get out of the house for his walk. Like, what, what was he doing? I don't even know. It's like I'm the only person that realizes that everything is, like, super time-sensitive. Like, we're on a clock. Everything's on a timer. And he took so long that they didn't even get off the front porch before my two-month-old woke up from his nap for me to start the cycle of changing, feeding, calming and getting back to sleep it's just like I didn't get my shower and I didn't get my quiet time and by the time I get the baby all situated and maybe back down for an afternoon nap my toddler will be back from his walk with his dad and it's all over and I didn't get my time and I'm so mad at my husband and he didn't even do anything really wrong except for just like be slow so I just, I'm so angry, and I just needed to, like, get it out there so, like, that I didn't yell at him when he got back because he doesn't deserve for me to yell at him, but I, I was mad. <laughs> so anyway, um, thanks for letting me get that out there, and you guys are doing a great job, and thank you. <laughs> Bye. I love you. Yeah. You are doing such a good job and you're you're being a really good partner. Yeah. As well. Like I just shout out to like, you know, calling and getting it off your chest and being aware that 
you know, yelling at him is not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. And now let's go back to this whole thing. <laughs> I really appreciate you saying I am so angry and like I know it's disproportionate yeah. to what's happening. Yeah. But you're still that angry. Yeah. That's and- and as an like as an outsider who understands yeah. that experience yes. personally, so well, it's actually not disproportionate right. at all. Right, it's actually really understandable. Yes, and so you're valid. Like yeah, you're valid, exactly. But, exactly. And your feelings are valid. They are hundred percent valid. It's just nice that you said that. It <laughs> is really nice, and it and it. And it makes you're right. Yeah. In that, like, coming from your partner's perspective, like, it's not like he was like doing anything at you. Yeah. It's just the dynamics of that situation are so hard. Yeah. And this is true of, like, whoever the primary caregiver is, the person who doesn't do the primary, primary caregiving, it took took a while before Stefan was, like, two things had to happen in our house. One, Stefan just had to have more experience getting... A child from A to B, uh-huh. right? Uh, a little faster, uh-huh. right? Or understanding that because you say understanding the time, yeah, and that and there is like a time window, yeah. And I remember how urgent those times would feel as I would watch him get Katie Bell ready to go yeah. for something. I'd be like, "Oh my God, you're gonna miss the window." Yeah, where I'm watching you, and I you're robbing my time the whole nine yards. Yeah, and then I also had to get used to the fact that he was never gonna do it like me. Right. Perfect. <laughs> I and know. I think yeah and just, I no I know yeah. and but I think also like there's this thing that happens for me where I could make things yes. go faster or yeah. on my timeline by being controlling yep. and like saying like this needs to happen by this time otherwise this won't happen right. and you really need to that we're running out of time or whatever but then there's this part of me that's like I don't want to ruin what could potentially be like a nice morning where People do things on their own time and everything yeah. works. And so I go, okay, well, maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll be fine if I don't say anything. <laughs> and then it, it doesn't. Right. You know, then the baby wakes up or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, ah. Ah, oh, you're so much nicer than me. I'm like, I'm going to need you to hurry it up. <laughs> but then you learn that maybe that's not, you know what I mean? Like this is, the, the core of this mm-hmm. is you have this brand new baby in your house and a toddler. <sighs> yes. And the importance of Anything that can even begin to resemble self-care, alone time, whatever it is for you, be it 10 minutes or an hour, is so critically important. And every time you don't get it, it's hard. Right. And like, it doesn't matter how much, I remember the second child, it's so important I make a cappuccino every day. Please just let me do this one human thing that I get to... It, sometimes, sometimes I got to do it. Lots right. of times I didn't, or lots of times I had to do it with a baby. And my, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was never so. Like that, that happens a lot. And I also wanted to play this because, as a parent who is now older kids and into it, I want to publicly admit a thought that came to my head was. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you just go shower when he comes home? Yeah. And then this voice yeah. in the back of my head said, shut your fucking yeah. mouth, Biz. Yeah. Because, I know. because of a million reasons. I know. Because of a million reasons yes. you can't do that. Yeah. I, I can think of countless times lots of help was in the house and I still couldn't yep. get into the shower. Yes. For multiple reasons. Yeah. And so I just... I wanted to share that because I know that goes through so many of our heads when we hear friends mm-hmm. suffering through stuff. Right. And it's just a reminder that we're really here just to tell you that does really suck. Yeah. It's totally fair to be angry and disappointed. And you're doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. And so is your partner. Yep. You know? is Totally. Two different things happening at the same time. Yep. Good job. Good job. Teresa, yes. what did we learn today? We learned I want my children to stop <laughs> wanting things like people do. Yeah. I They're wa- so human sometimes. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> With wants and needs 
I mean, I never wander around saying <laughs> I want something right. or wish yeah. I could have it. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah. And as hard as it is, sometimes the easiest thing to do is just to say, no, why? Because I said so. Mm-hmm. Go to your room. <laughs> Leave me alone. That part is probably not necessary. That's but, not necessary. But yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever works in your house. And if that doesn't work, trap them in the car and give them a lecture about money. <laughs> uh, we also learned that there are so many young girls and young women and older women mm-hmm. and mature women doing rad awesome things and have been doing rad and awesome things for a very long time, guys. Yeah. Not a modern concept. They've been doing it forever. All the stuff you're reading about in those books (laughs) happened in the past already. Yeah, already did it. (laughs) We're not sitting around waiting. And we should recognize them and mix them into our discussions about all the different people that we like who are making impacts in ways that, that we're excited about. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we stop talking about guys. <laughs> it just means we add women to the conversation. So I, I just think that was awesome and fun and, and uh, to coin her phrase, rad. Remember, everybody, we have a show in Portland, March 2nd at Polaris. Uh, go to One Bad Mother podcast.com for ticket information. Speaking of reviewing things, if you wanted to stop by iTunes and give us a little review, it really helps with a number of things uh, when it comes to our business and how we do this podcast and people finding us. Yeah, you guys, you're all doing a really good job. Yeah, you are. It's kind of remarkable. And yeah, I, it's really hard. It There's a lot. I hate it 90% of the time, but 10% it's great. You're all doing really, really good. You guys are doing so good. So good. Teresa? Yes. You are doing a remarkable job. Thank you, Biz. I'm really glad you had a good birthday. Mm, Thank you. And you are also doing a really great job. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.